Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, February 11th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Jazz singer Denise Times is returning to the stage for a musical aimed at young audiences. She says her job as a performer remains the same, whether she's singing in a nightclub or acting on the stage. I communicate with my audience no matter what. I'm connecting with people and they feel what I'm giving them. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin tells us about the making of the Metro Theatre Company's musical Last Stop on Market Street. The Missouri House has formally passed a supplemental budget bill containing money for Medicaid along with federal funding for schools and raises for state workers. However, a change in how much state workers are getting is causing many Democrats to align behind Republican Governor Mike Parson. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports. Parsons' initial proposal gave state workers in Missouri a 5.5 percent cost of living adjustment. It also created a new baseline pay of $15 an hour. While the House substitute keeps the living adjustment, it only gives the new minimum wage rate for some and not all, with others only receiving 12. House Democrats rallied against the change and supported the original proposal. Speaking after the House vote, Representative Peter Meredith said he's proud to support Parson when he's right, like with these raises. It's just a shame that the members of his own party aren't willing to stand beside him as they did when he announced this uh, and stand behind the workers of the state and show them the support they need to, to get the job done. The bill now goes to the Senate where further modifications could happen. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. House members have also passed a proposed constitutional amendment to increase the number of signatures needed for an initiative petition to appear on a ballot. The joint resolution now goes to the Senate. It would make multiple changes to the initiative petition process, including raising the number of total signatures needed from 8 percent to 10 percent, of Missouri registered voters in each of the state's congressional districts. If the issue makes it onto a ballot, a two-thirds majority would be needed to pass it. The current threshold is a simple majority. If the proposed amendment makes it out of the legislature, voters would still need to approve it. A British aerospace and automotive company is closing its factory in Hazelwood, which will eventually mean the loss of 900 jobs. A spokesperson for GKN Aerospace says even with significant investments over the past decade, the site has, quote, struggled for profitability and does not have a long-term future. The facility will likely close by the end of 2023. Farmers are going into the growing season with fertilizer prices that have increased by as much as 200 percent over the last year. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports, that could lead to higher food prices, more farmers struggling to survive, or both. The fertilizer used on most corn, soybean, and hay fields is up significantly this year. Bill Taylor farms 2,500 acres in central Missouri. He says the price is so high, he and other farmers are thinking about cutting back on fertilizer, delaying application, or borrowing money to cover the cost. There's still a lot of penciling to do on that. If you don't raise a crop, what do you do with all these excess inputs? It's, it's going to make it tough on these younger guys, too, and the guys that are, I'll say, already struggling. Fertilizer companies cite the increase in prices of raw materials and supply chain challenges for the spike. But the Family Farm Action Alliance is asking the Department of Justice to investigate. In Rolla, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio.
College students throughout Illinois could soon have an easier time accessing emergency contraceptives. Illinois House Higher Education Committee members heard the case for contraceptive vending machines from University of Illinois at Chicago student Rose Brown. Preventing pregnancy is of utmost importance to a majority of college students. Bill HB 4247 does support young adults in their reproductive autonomy as well as in their ability to prioritize their education and their futures by preventing a pregnancy that is potentially unwanted or unintended. Democratic State Representative Barbara Hernandez's bill would require public universities in Illinois to have a vending machine on campus stocked with emergency contraceptives. The bill heads to the House floor for more debate. When jazz vocalist Denise Times performs in a nightclub, she often sings of love and loss from the classics of the Great American Songbook. She's on stage this month at the Grandel, acting in Metro Theatre Company's Last Stop on Market Street. Times plays Nana, a woman trying to teach life lessons to her spoiled grandson. The musical is an adaptation of a popular children's book. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, the creators say it holds lessons for audiences of any age. Denise Times has been one of St. Louis's preeminent jazz vocalists for decades. She's built a loyal fan base with her interpretations of songs like I Want a Little Sugar in My Bowl. I want a little sugar in my bowl. Times also has a deep body of work in the theater, including several well-received performances at the Black Rep. She put her acting on hold for about seven years before appearing in a Black Rep production in 2019. Now she's back on stage in Metro Theater Company's Last Stop on Market Street. That's a musical geared for young audiences about a young boy's transformational visit to his grandma's house in Chicago. Times can't be as spontaneous when she's acting in a musical as she can on stage at a club, But in either setting, she says, her purpose is the same. I communicate with my audience no matter what. If it's through theater or if it's through song, you tell the story and you connect with your audience. I'm connecting with people and they feel what I'm giving them. Last Stop on Market Street features times as Nana and Daniel McGrath, who plays her grandson, CJ. The boy is really into his electronics and fancy headphones, expensive sneakers. Nana makes it her mission to get him to open up to new people and experiences. Director Jacqueline Thompson says she really relates to the relationship between Nana and her grandson. My grandmother was my universe. I spent a lot of time with my grandmother growing up. Um, I definitely had an intergenerational household and watching the young and the restless with my grandmother and watching in the heat of the night and going to church every Sunday. On a recent afternoon, the cast and crew are at Metro Theater Company's headquarters in Grand Center, rehearsing a scene. Nana takes CJ on a bus ride to a Chicago neighborhood he's never seen before. It's more run down than what he's used to, with broken glass on the ground and bars on windows. And he's frightened. This place is bad. Not bad, just different. Different is not the same as bad. I don't think so. Sometimes when you're surrounded by dirt, CJ, you're a better witness for what is beautiful. Nana encourages her grandson to find the beauty in everyday life and is quick to correct him when he makes an unkind remark about some people experiencing homelessness. Times has a lot in common with her character. 
in almost every way. <laughs> She's me. She's a stickler. She's very adamant about raising children in the old-fashioned way. She doesn't play when it comes to her grandson. And my children will tell you that I didn't play either in raising them. The music for the show comes from Lamont Dozier, the Motown legend who wrote hits for groups like The Supremes and The Four Tops, and his son, Paris Ray. Thompson, the director, says the music is an upbeat mix of styles. It's packaged as like Motown meets hip-hop, but it's actually more like, it feels more hip-hop-ish. There are some, like, there are some, definitely some tracks that have a Jackson 5, Michael Jackson-like tone. Without giving too much of the story away, CJ's adventures with Nana teach him that there are things more important than his iPhone, and he finally finds his generosity when he meets a stranger in need. So what would Denise Times like audiences to walk away with? The main thing is that I would love to hear some parents go, my teenagers need to see this, you know? <laughs> Not just the little kids, my grown children need to see this. <laughs> Last Stop on Market Street is aimed at young audiences, but it does try to say something to everybody. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Before wrapping up for the week, former St. Louis Rams coach Dick Vermeil is a Hall of Famer. He is part of the Pro Football Hall of Fame's Class of 2022, which was announced last night. Vermeil led the Rams to their only Super Bowl win in 1999. He also guided the Philadelphia Eagles to a Super Bowl appearance in 1980. Vermeil also coached the Kansas City Chiefs for four seasons. He will officially go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame during a ceremony in August. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.